We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. And or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they gonna roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? Rogers in trouble. It's gonna get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone! It is caught for the win! Richard Rogers! With a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra. A proud partner of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. As always, coming back after a little hiatus is me. Your host, Numak. And again, your lovely and my lovely co-host, Jordan Tresky. Jordan, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well. The sands of time have passed. We are back. It's officially, not really, but we are looking towards 2023. Yeah, finally. He says He says on July 14th. 13th, yeah. Well, 14th is, is when everybody... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, as of this past Tuesday, July 12th, we are two weeks away from training camp. So as you're listening to this, hopefully as it has hit your feeds, the instant it has, 10 or 12 days, math is hard, 12 days until Packers training yes. camp starts. So all of a sudden, it's the it's right upon us, and we are ready to talk some football. Um, if, in case you haven't been paying attention, that's just fine. Has been any Packers real news in about a month. <laughs> <laughs> I took a little vacation, yeah. wasn't even in the country, missed absolutely nothing, and had nothing before that. So it's it's been barren. A wasteland of Packers news. A teenage wasteland. <laughs> okay. The who? 
I who? Bob O'Reilly? I yes. <laughs> right, let's not get off track. Okay. We're off the rails. That's been what? A minute and forty seconds? Let's go, baby. Here we go. <laughs> so, in case you haven't read the title card or the title of the podcast on your smartphone, we are taking a trip around the AFC. We're gonna go through all of like the I guess marquee signings and departures and talk about a couple of the draft um the draftees from each team in the AFC. We'll go f- in order, the AFC South, the AFC North, and then the AFC East, and then the AFC West, which is the AFC division the Packers play this year. So, without further ado, let's start with the AFC South. Is there any particular team you want to start with, Jordan? I feel like we should start with the number one overall pick Texans, but we can go where your heart desires. I think you're hitting the right spot. They That's... It's the excitement. They went spending. Yes. I was looking at their uh, their list of teams that they or players that they had signed, and by golly, by gee, did they spend some money this offseason. I believe I gotta find my tab here, but they signed. Oops, now I scrolled too far. Whoops, Daisies. Robert Woods, Shaq Mason, Shaq Griffin. Dalton Schultz, Jimmy Ward, and Sheldon Rankins. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of skill guys, like, they, guys that are going to commit to you know mm-hmm. building this thing back up. Mm-hmm. And it like it's it's not a bad thing, but like Larry Tunzel's deal is pretty big, uh, fifty million guaranteed. Um, Shaq Mason, the former Buccaneer at right guard, his deal is twenty two million guaranteed. Um. Malik Collins, they re-signed him or signed him into extension. Him and Larry Tunzel got an extension. $18 million for him. The only like significant departure that they had that is uh, going to affect them even at all is the um, Brandon Cook's departure. He got traded to Dallas. And they benched him at yeah. the end of last season. Too. Right. Like, he wanted to be traded at the Texans for like, nah. Nah. Just benched him and then eventually traded him to Dallas. And uh, the other departure that we'll talk about later with the team is, uh, I'm going to butcher this man's name, I'm sorry, um, Ogbonia Okoro-Quo. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, the, obviously the marquee story of the offseason for Houston Texans drafting CJ Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. at picks one and three um, in this year's draft. So... They're going to be a new team. They're going to be a new team. I don't know if we'll be any good, but we're going to do a little bit over-under. New coach, too. Records, yeah. They got, is that Raheem Morris, right? No. no. D'Amico Ryans, yes. Yes. There we go. I listened to a podcast to talk about next week, and that was that's why I said Raheem Morris. <laughs> Alas. But, yeah, I guess what do you think of the Texans going haywire and, and free agency and slapping their big money bag down the table um it's bound to happen three 13 and one last year um and they made the move for a quarterback obviously with the first pick they're still in the early rebuild whatever you want to call it stages but you also have to put talent around them even if it's you know, Robert Woods is like kind of like a perfect example of like he was a really good role player for the Rams, then gets hurt 
went to Tennessee last year and it's mm-hmm. kind of like a lawsuit. I mean, we kind of, I feel like we kind of looked at him as like, you know, if his market is really low, maybe the Packers go after him. But right. that's the kind of guy that you would want to have around a team that's really young still. Obviously, it's all about building around Stroud and just kind of, you know, putting the right pieces for him to succeed because you're on the clock. You know what I mean? Like, you're on the clock to get him, and then it's like, okay, how do we actually make him, you know, a worthwhile NFL starting quarterback? Because just because you have the first pick and you take him doesn't mean that it's automatic success, too. So, right. yeah, I just think low expectations, it's a long it's it's the start of the program. Domingo Ryan's obviously a very successful coordinator at San Francisco before this. You know, seems like a good guy to like restart the culture and everything like that. Um, and just given all the stuff that was around the Texans for a long time in terms of like hiring and firing coaches after right. year one year. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> it's like it's time to kind of get serious again. So hopefully, you know, for their sake, that they kind of put the pieces back together of just like being a normal NFL team again. Right. And for what it's worth, worth. Yeah. And like, and for what it's worth, they went spending, but it's not like they were like, like they became one of the top salary teams in the, in the league. They just didn't have a whole lot of money and allocated across their team last year. And so they have Larry Tunzel on the roster and he's their top um, paid player. So, I think his contract is three years, or no, he's got about $25, dollars uh, million annually until 2026, so he will probably expire, not expire, but his contract will run out about the time they start needing to think about paying Bryce or CJ Stroud, so it's not like it's an unsustainable level of spending, like you need to spend now while your QB is cheap anyways, that's kind of how we've seen teams build contenders uh, as of late, so why not go spending now and see where you can get with uh the CJ Stroud in this first uh this first deal. Yeah. Also drafted um Will Anderson Jr., as we mentioned, the edge rusher out of uh Alabama, right? Or no, Georgia. Alabama. Did Alabama. You, Alabama. Now I'm gonna double check myself just to make sure we don't look like goofballs. <laughs> um the it was Bama. Good thing we checked. <laughs> Um, they also drafted Juice Scruggs, strong name alert, um, a center for them. <laughs> That's his one strong name alert. Yeah, just great name. Um, and then Tank Dell, wide receiver from Houston. So they place, uh, they replace Brandon Cooks with Tank Dell um, as like the, I just replaced, probably got Robert Woods to do that as well. But it doesn't hurt to draft the rookie receiver with your rookie quarterback. Like yes. it's, it's good to have those guys kind of on the same pathway a la... I think Noah Tua and Jalen Waddle were a year apart. So was Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. But the same idea of having yeah. young quarterbacks with young receivers developing together. So, um, alas, I think record predictions now. This is where we get into the fun of it. They still, have, they still have um, Damian Pierce, who is good, believe it or not. Um, Nico Collins is their like other starting wide receiver, so take that with I guess whatever size grain of salt you want to do. Um, but then they should they shouldn't be too bad on defense. We'll see. They signed uh, Jimmy Ward and Shaquille Griffin, so um, along with Sheldon Rankins and 
drafted Will Anderson Jr. So I don't think they'll be stand out, but I think they'll be okay. Over under. I guess we'll do over unders. I think let's. See, I think this will be. I'll be better. All right. What did they go last year? Three thirteen and one. Over six. Over under six. Under. You think under? Um, even though that division is really cupcakey. They also play the AFC North and the NFC South. It looks like, or no? Oh nope. They oh yeah, the NFC South, and the AFC North are the, the two teams. Oh god, they play. This is gonna be some inflated wins. <laughs> I still think under. I'm gonna go over because I'm looking at their schedule and it's. <sighs> It's pretty easy, dude. But you're banking on a lot of young guys clicking. Right. I just think that's the, the one the variance thing. is there. Is kind of where I'm going with it. It's they, true. They, they the middle of their uh, of their season is starting at week five. Falcons, Saints, by Panthers, Bucks, and then they face oh, the Bengals. The Bengals they'll probably lose to. But then they go. Um, three straight against the Cardinals, the Jaguars, and the Broncos. <laughs> they end the year with um, Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee, Indianapolis. Like they could go on a four-game winning streak, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> so That's I insane. Also, I, I I should stop over under five and a half. I'm not doing the the pushes. You can still say under. I'm just letting you know I changed my line. I will say under. I'm saying over. I think they get like six. That's where I was before, and then you changed the rule. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Moving on to the Colts. Um, obviously, the biggest thing that came out of their offseason was drafting Anthony Richardson. Um, I think they're going to stink, dude. They... Um, <laughs> they lost Dennis Kelly. He hasn't resigned anywhere. He was a free agent, hasn't signed anywhere. But he's probably done, probably. But still, a, a kind of a, a staple of their offensive line. Um, Bobby Oricky, he played a lot for them last year. He went to the Giants, and they traded Stephon Gilmore to the Cowboys. Cowboys yep. So it's really not looking too hot for them. Like they're kind of starting, probably Gardner Minshew or. Anthony Richardson, like on ESPN's depth chart, they have Gardner Minshew starting at quarterback, which kind of makes sense because Richardson's raw. I think he's gonna do his best having one year to develop, but I don't know, man. They're, they still have Jonathan Taylor. They still have Michael Pittman Jr. They lost uh, Paris Campbell to the Giants, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, that sounds right. I do believe that is right. Um. Their only notable signings are um, Isaiah McKenzie, who is the old slot receiver from the Bills. Matt Gay got a big deal from from them, the kicker, and Brashad Perryman. Like, that's really all they did. And then they didn't really sign anybody else. Like, they didn't re-sign anybody else notable from their team. And then they drafted uh, Josh Downs, who I guess they're really high on, but still a rookie. North Carolina, right? I believe so. Yep. He's yeah, receiver, but then also drafted Julius Brents, a cornerback, cornerback. So, um, they had to have been what like four and twelve last year, ish. 
or four and thirteen. Four, four, twelve and one. Four, twelve and one. All probably tied against the Texans. Tied with the Texans. Um, New coach too, Shane Shrieken. He is the Eagles guy, right? Yep. Yep. The Eagles offensive coordinator. So, I will set the over under at four and a half. Actually, you know what? There's probably a better way to do this. You go with four was, and a half. I was gonna say there's prob- there's was... there's gambling sites that do this. <laughs> but I'm setting the last one at four and a half. So okay. go with that one. We can do go back to the Houston one and the Indy one. I will say over. Over four and a half, huh? They're not a good team, but they also have a top three player at his position at a very valuable position mm-hmm. that could dictate games. What is what? Oh, um, there's a face. Um, no, no free ads, especially for fucking yeah. gambling websites. But of the ones I'm looking at, six and a half is generally the over under, but one of them has over under two and a half. <laughs> so I guess we'll go with six and a half. I'll take the over there. We'll, we'll go with six and a half. Um, six sounds right, so I'm going to go under. I'm going under. I think they don't get to six. I think they kind of hover where they were on last year. I don't think Gardner Minshew is a big upgrade over Matt Ryan. I don't think. Mm, I don't know, dude. Matt Ryan was. He was bad, but Gardner Minshew hasn't played in years. Like outside yeah. of that magical run with the Jaguars, he hasn't really done a Even whole then, lot. he won what like three games? Yeah, or four. So yeah, like I and hopefully Jonathan Taylor has some has a pick me up year after his sort of down year last year. But yeah, I just I think they're just, they just need to wait for Anthony Richardson to develop on that yeah. that point. Um, I was close. I was on on the money for the Texans over under five and a half. I will still yeah. so yeah. Um. Okay. Jaguars. Those pesky cats. Those pesky cats. For real. <laughs> um. Resigned, rather franchise tagged Evan Ingram, who was really good for them last year. Um. Trevor Lawrence, after throwing four interceptions in the first half of their <laughs> playoff game, came back and beat the Chargers uh, there and played pretty well against the Chiefs. Only lost by touchdown um, in Arrowhead. Um, re-signed two of their inside defensive linemen, Rory Robertson-Harris and Dave and Devon Hamilton. Interesting sort of decision from a team uh, structure standpoint. They gave both those guys pretty big deals, so good for them. And then Jermichael Hasey re-signed with them as well as a, on a pretty small deal. Um, notably, Doug Peterson, I think, is going to continue to do pretty well with that team because he just does things with bad teams, apparently, a lot of the Eagles and now the Jaguars. Um, they signed Ernest Johnson, uh, the old Browns backup that uh Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like that name I was like what that name Yeah when like Nick before Nick Chubb was like Nick Chubb, he was yes. the backup for I think Kareem Hunt or whoever else was there. And it was just kind of a, a good third string running back who ended up being running back one a couple of times due to injuries. Mm-hmm. Um their major departures, Jawan Taylor, one of their offensive linemen to the Chiefs. Um 
probably a pretty big loss for them. He was he got a big deal from the Chiefs, and then Marvin Jones went back to the Lions. So, right? Mm. Is it back? I think it is back. He was on the Lions previously, yes. Yeah. So, they lose a wide receiver, wide receiver threat, but they still have Christian Kirk, who quietly had a really good year last year, as well as um, Zay Jones. Is, is Zay Jones yep. there? Zay Jones, yep. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't off my rocker there. Um, oh, and they get Calvin Ridley this year. Like, I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be good. They had uh, they drafted Anton Harrison, a tackle, presumably to replace Jawan Taylor, and then Brenton Strange, uh, tight end in the second round. Or, yeah, second round. Notably, or no, it was after the Packers drafted Musgrave, but yep. they didn't take Tucker Craft. So, that's good. And, strong name alert, running back Tank Bigsby. Oh. Strong name alert. That is a wonderful. A lot of tanks. A lot of tanks these days. Tank Dell, Tank Bigsby. Um, Ooh, I'll hit. tell you, the Jaguars would not tank. They are not tanking this year. Despite... What is the over? They're 9 8 last year. What is the over under for this year? Uh, nine and a half. Over. Easily. Yeah. This team. This division's someone is going to take this division handily. Yeah, this division is bad. Um, they have a little bit tougher of a schedule. They face all of the division winners from last year. First, yeah. So, um, they're they face Kansas City week two, um, Buffalo week five, San Francisco week ten, Bengals week thirteen. So kind of tough that way but other than that they still have a pretty they could split those games i think they could too depending they, they face kansas city. san francisco depending on what the hell is going on with that quarterback situation they face kansas city and san fran at home so that's good for them really good for them and they actually they face all of kansas city buffalo and san francisco all at home holy moly so, over nine yeah. and a half i think yeah over nine and a half because there's no way they go nine and eight Ten wins is going to win this. I know. I'm literally seeing this when the Jaguars won nine games last year. Yeah, and won the division, but comfortably, but, yeah, usually, and ten games wins it. And for what it's worth, like again, I we were, the last team we'll talk about. I think regresses pretty freaking hard. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of them. But yeah, they they face like I think they beat the Texans and the Colts pretty handedly um in all those games like division games are tough they're always kind of a toss-up but i think with trevor lawrence continuing to progress and doug peterson doing his magic with him along with the wide receiver core i think they're just gonna be they're gonna be just fine like travis Etienne jr is pretty darn good but between christian kirk calvin ridley and zay jones and evan ingram that really whenever they did that because that was like what did say that was during the playoffs or something? What happened? When they d- made the deal for Ridley? No, they signed him, I believe. I think they... S- I thought that... Let me double-check Spotrack. I thought the Falcons traded him. Maybe. Oh, that You know what? Because I think you're right that they... He was suspended with the Falcons in March of... Yeah, 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 yeah. Suspended On November Falcons. 1st, yeah. he got traded. So that was a sneakily like yep. slide. Fourth round like, pick. That's nothing. That's crazy. He was he was good. 
He was very good. 640, 730, and 800 yards in his first three years, playing 16, 13, and 15 games. Had and 10, 7, and 9 touchdowns. He's good, dude. He's Why good. He don't gamble. <laughs> so anyways, the over-under for the Jaguars was 9.5. <laughs> So yeah, yeah I think, over. I think they're, they're, they they go over pretty pretty easily. Um, they can make noise. I think they're gonna make a lot of noise, a lot of meowing happening in Jacksonville. Um, last and certainly probably least, um, the Tennessee Titans. I, I think they're gonna be bad. I'll keep it PG for now, but not good. Not good. They're not tanking. They're not tanking, which is the problem. Um, but, but they pre- have this is what the third straight offseason where they have or second, whatever it is. They their team is considerably worse. Yeah, like they traded AJ Brown mm-hmm. to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. He makes it to the Super Bowl with them in his first year with them. Um, there was someone the year before. They were talking about trading or cutting Ryan Tannehill, but he's presumably going to be the starting quarterback. Derrick Henry is going to run two thousand yards again for the year if, as long as he's healthy. That the so the, the as, asterisk as on that he, last part yeah. of that sentence is, is a yeah. huge asterisk. The Titans they are just, yeah. they they're in the mix for DeAndre Hopkins, which if DeAndre Hopkins was any sort of smart, he would run away from that franchise as fast as possible. I saw a tweet today. It was like, for the love of God, DeAndre Hopkins, do not go to Tennessee. And it was a picture of Andre Johnson, Julio Jones, and some other random, like, really good yeah. wide receiver that then left. or was like, Randy Moss? Yes, that's who it was. It was Randy Moss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not great. Not great. No. So, um, going back to their moves, they lost Bud, Bud Dupree. He didn't play a whole lot with them last year, but still a pretty significant loss for them. Um, Robert Woods, as we mentioned, their center, Ben Jones. Um, left tackle, Terry Luan, who yep, was, was injured, injured, but still was around. Like, I guess losing him isn't so painful because he was out last year, and I think they were before that with an ACL injury or an elbow injury, one of the two. But then they lost Nate Davis, another person on their line, and Austin Hooper. Not a biggest, Not the biggest loss, but a loss nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and they re-signed left guard um, Aaron Brewer, and then Jeffrey uh, Simmons got his deal early in the offseason. So that's a bright spot on that roster for sure. And then signed Andre Dillard, the left tackle from the Eagles. Um, he didn't play for them last year. He was injured, but he did play for them in years prior in, 20, in uh, I think 19 and 2021. I don't think he played the COVID year. Um and it was okay according to PFF's uh, grades. So the their, their draft, Peter Skaronsky, tackle, they needed him to replace Taylor Luan and the others that they lost in their line. Um, notably drafted Will Levis after drafting Malik Willis last year. So do with that information <laughs> as you will. And then um, Ty J. Spears, the presumed um, replacement for Derrick Henry eventually so again not a big fan of their offseason if they end up mixing in um deandre hopkins it might be like somewhat okay 
but looking at their roster, they're still starting Ryan Tannehill. Their wide receiver room is Traylon Burks, uh, Nick Westbrook, Akeen, and Kyle Phillips. I, Numak, am a Traylon Burks believer. I He's do not think he can carry. Game. Right. I just don't think he can carry the passing game. No. He would have done really good next to AJ Brown. He probably could do well against with with DeAndre Hopkins next to him. But it's kind of up in the air. If Derrick Henry stays healthy, that's fine. But I'm sure uh, noted GSPN co-host, beloved GSPN host, Ty Windish, called them Pittsburgh South with Mike Vrabel's voodoo magic. He's not wrong there. He's not wrong. But they also were 7-10 and 10 last year. Yeah. Which they is tread like, water to some degree. Yeah. Which is kind of their whole building philosophy. Yeah. It's also What's not the, a good way to do the NFL. <laughs> no. What's the uh, over-under? The over-under. Caught me off guard. I apologize. Right. You're good. You're good. Uh, seven and a half. God. Dear. I'm going under. I do not think they're going to be good. Do, 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 Over, do. barely. Over? I think they're eight. Yikes. Otherwise, it's like... it. I just... The Jaguars are going to like go 13-4 and four or something. And yeah, the, uh, the three props. Teams are like, they might have a <laughs> combined wins of 13. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like, their defense was kind of their calling card last year, but they win games really crappily. Yeah, they're ugly. They're ugly, ugly, ugly wins. But man, Jordan, Green Bay Packers. I just yeah, that game was a stinker. I just don't know if I can see Ryan Tannehill doing enough to win games. And like, I think Derrick Henry is one of the best people that ever run the football. He's got a lot of mileage on him. A lot of mileage. He's 29. It's not a good age to be as a uh, as a running back in the NFL. It's also six, what, six, three? three. Yeah, six, three, <laughs> 250 at the age of 29. I I got a barn all back <laughs> for his NFL career. It's not oh. it's not coming well. There's a reason Whoa. I drafted Ty J. Spears in fantasy. I think, I, I hope not because I love watching him run. Like, Watching Derrick Henry run is insane when you realize how big he is and how fast he moves. Yeah. But I don't think he's long for the NFL season. But I hope to be proven wrong. It could be his one last good year. His, la- his, his last dance? Actually, I think contract-wise, he's not long for the Titans either. Yeah, I think you are right on that one. Because he signed a shorter deal when he was a free agent last time. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a unrestricted free agent next year. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Er, I think so. Yeah, yeah, he is. I like how we're talking about Derrick Henry. Like last year was the down year. He had 349 carries, a league leading. By the way, that's the problem. Fifteen. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Fifteen. 138 yards, 13 rushing touchdowns, 
It's yeah. 65 first downs. It's crazy, but like... It's crazy. I, he was banged up most of the year. Like, it's just... It's just tough, dude. Like, again... It's 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 a good year, but compared to his uh, compared to his other years, like he played. I guess two years. Maybe I'm thinking of two years ago when he played eight games and had under a thousand yards. But yeah, the the Jones fractures and like that. Yeah, that was that was two years ago, but in 2020 he had two thousand yards, Jordan. The year before that he had fifteen forty, and the year before that he had thousand. Like I think he's just, I think. It's a lot of it's a lot of mileage. Since twenty eighteen, two hundred carries, three hundred carries, three hundred and seventy eight carries. Jesus Christ, two hundred and nineteen carries in eight games. That's insane pace. That's yeah. Six. They still played sixteen games in twenty twenty one. He was on pace for four hundred and forty carries in twenty nineteen. Jordan, do you understand how much? They run Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like it that that's crazy, dog. That's a lot of carries. <laughs> what it's worth he did miss a game last year. But that's neither here nor there. Alrighty. You said over and I said under. Yeah. Just barely. I think I could like there's a lot of gap between where between the over under blind and where I think they, they end up. Yeah, but I'll probably be proven wrong because they win in the ugliest fashion known to mankind. <laughs> Moving on to the AFC North, we spent a lot of time in the AFC South. Half an hour. <laughs> the crappiest division. That's right. Thirty minutes. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> AFC North. Start with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Lamar Jackson got his deal. Good for him happy for that um recent just uh justice hill the running back one of their multiple like carousel of running backs they always have between <laughs> gus edwards justice hill um jk dobbins jk dobbins like one of them is going to be hurt and one of them is going to be running the, bo- the ball this year that's just how the baltimore ravens are um they signed nelson Aguilar and old Al beckham to finally give them to give um lamar jackson some sort of weapons um on the outside there. I think Odell Beckham is going to be good for them. Um, we'll see with Nelson Aguilar. Obviously, that's a bit different knowing Nelson Aguilar. But they also have Rashad Bateman, the old um, Minnesota quarterback, Minnesota golfers, uh, wide receiver, not quarterback. Yeah. Um, drafted Zay Flowers, my beloved. And then uh, Devin Duvernay as well. They still have him, but none of those guys were re-signed or anything, just making a note. Um. Their only like big departure was uh, Clay Campbell, who signed with the Falcons. So that's a pretty big one. They traded that safety that was like a seventh round pick safety, Ryan, not Ryan Clark, something Clark, Elam. Hmm. Elam. Maybe I don't know. I forget his name, but they traded him to the Jets. This is the. Oh yes, yes. Why is his name escaping me? I'm literally Googling Raven safety traded to Jets. Thank you. I'm trying to find it on the transaction page and I cannot find it. Chuck Clark. Thank you. I was almost there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's really all they, that was kind of their off season. 
it was kind of dominated by Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham news. So, um, they what was their win total last year? Ten and seven. I think that's about where they're going to be. Ten and a half. Do you want me to tell you who they face? Yes, actually, that would inform. They face the AFC South, it looks like. The AFC South and the... Man, I wish I could just have competent eyes. Looks like the NFC West. Yeah. NFC West and AFC South. They were 10-7 last year. Lamar played 12 games. Mm-hmm. I think they're over, but I also think that this division is going to cannibalize each other. As it usually does. Always. It says something when the worst team in the division is the Steelers. Were bad this year, I think. We'll get to that. And they were what bit. they were surprising like eight, nine. They were, that, that was like the first years. year that they went sub 500 in like forever. I'll go uncomfortably under. I think they go over for the sole purpose that Lamar Jackson actually has a wide receiver worth a damn. No slight to Devin Duvernay or Rashad Bateman, but Odell Beckham is just that much better than both of them. What does he look like healthy, though? Coming off an ACL, it's a wonderful question, but I'm not going to slight Odell Beckham until he gives me a reason to. Good. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, moving on to the Bengals. We're going We're going fast now. We're going fast. The Cincinnati Bengals. Key re-signings, Drew Sample, and that is it. <laughs> Tight end. <laughs> um, they kind of are in a, a, a similar spot to the Eagles that, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs that we'll talk about later. Um, they they lost a lot of people. Lost both of their safeties in uh, Jesse Bates and Von Bell going to the AFC South to the Falcons and Panthers. Also lost Hayden Hurst to the Panthers. Um, Eli Apple is gone. Smajay P. Ryan signed with the Broncos. And Trey Flowers left as well. That secondary is pretty decimated right there. Mm-hmm. And to combat it, they drafted Miles Murphy. And Jordan Battle, which is Jordan Battle was the safety from Alabama, or no? Yes? Yes. Yes, safety from Alabama that we had looked at as a possible late-round acquisition for the Packers or draft for the Packers. Ultimately, obviously didn't work out or didn't happen. So it's going to be interesting for them, for sure. Um, Obviously, Super Bowl competitors two years ago against the... Oh, who would they play? The Chiefs? Nope, they didn't play the Chiefs. They played the Rams. Rams. They played the Rams. So, I think they won their division last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, yeah, they did, because they had that game against Buffalo that actually mattered. But they were when DeMar 12 and 4. 12 and 4. Oh, yeah, because they canceled that game. Yeah. So, I guess, what do you... Th- you kind of gave a gave a look for those of you not watching the the video. You kind of gave a look when I talked about their departures. What was your opinion on all those those people leaving? There's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of the Super Bowl secondary, and you know, maybe they had reason to move on. I mean, obviously they couldn't afford all of them, mm-hmm. but to lose 
three of or four to lose both of those safeties hurts especially yeah that's the thing Bates is really good he was and Von Bell was good he's like okay yeah good. as good yeah like the Packers um, are killer for Von Bell <laughs> yeah um so that's a big ding big mm-hmm. ding but it's also it's still the Bengals and they're loaded for bear yeah they signed um Orlando Brown Jr. that's a big a big get for them um former Raven and then former Chief, I believe. Chief. Um so to show up that offensive line, which has forever been the story as when Joe Burrow's been. I believe one of their I believe Jonah Williams asked for a trade too and he still has not been traded. I believe so. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Um but this team will go as far as their offense takes them, frankly. Um obviously Joe Burrow, they still have Joe Mixon. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Like, they're going to be a high-flying offense for as long as they can ride it, essentially. It'll just be, I think, a, a, a season for them defined by if they can if they can score consistently enough, and if they can if that new-look secondary will be able to uh, hold them off. Over-under? I think it's a 9.5. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. 11.5. Oh. Uh-huh. Under. I think I'm also going to say under. But I don't You're feel just... good about it. No, me neither. But I don't. Because you can win actually, at least 12 games. You know what? I'm going to say over. Because I don't think the Browns are as good as they think they are. And I know the Steelers aren't. The Browns are never as good as they think they are. And I think that, like... <laughs> Either the Ravens or the Bengals are gonna like. I think both make the playoffs, and so the AFC isn't weak, but it's not um, super strong either. Like I think they they can easily squeak into the playoffs with um, what is that? Twelve wins, not squeak, but you know what I mean. So yeah, I'm gonna I'll, I'll go over. I'll go over the Browns, the Cleveland Browns. Got a new uh, logo, in case you didn't see that. They did. Dog Pound. It's significantly better than anything they've had in the past. If any of my friendly Cleveland Cleveland fans listen to this, Brownie the Elf is freaking stupid. It's a dumb logo. I don't care for it. The the Elf is so dumb. I don't know why it's there. I don't care care to learn. I just know that I look at it and... I don't care to learn. And I think it's stupid. Um, Uh. Their key re-signings. Um, Ethan Pockick, <laughs> I'm going to go for. Pochich, their center. Um, key departures. Jadavion Clowney was not happy in Cleveland. Has not been signed anywhere else, but was not happy in Cleveland. He is out of there. Biggest rivals? Good friend Zedarius Thomas. Or Zedarius Thomas. Zedarius Smith. I read Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, a former Giant and Viking uh, signed there, and my brain went numb for a second. Rodney McLeod, former Colt, and Elijah Moore traded from the Jets to the to the Browns again. My beloved. Once Aaron Rodgers hopeful. Oh, I ruined the bit. I ruined the bit. <laughs> I knew you would not be able to stick with it. Once he who not shall not be named uh, <laughs> asset. 
Uh, but they still have they still have talent on the team. Like, it's not to say that they're bad. I just don't think that they've got it to really get there. Like Sean Watson still has to show that he can put a season together after coming on from the last half of last year. Um, Nick Chubb still pretty good. IMO. <laughs> um, yeah. They have Mario Cooper and Elijah Moore. Like that's two good wide receivers. Um, Dave Njoku, and then they still have Miles Garrett. They still have Anthony Walker Jr. Like that defense is kind of suspect. They still have Denzel Ward. He's good. So Randy Williams. Yeah. Like it's just gonna be, it's gonna be touch and go. I think with the Browns. Go okay. runner. Nine and a half. Oh my! I'm going under. They were seven and ten last year. Yeah, I'm going under. Nine and a half. I think they got better, but I think that. So did the Ravens. So did well. The Bengals still exist. Bengals got worse though. Yeah. Steelers iffy. But I think that's the divisional part of this too. Divisional games in the AFC North are insane. Let me see what they play. Let's let's go through a brief schedule look because I think they well they have, they will have the last place schedule. They will. They do. Yeah, they face Chicago. That's a good thing for them. They also face the Jets. They also face. <laughs> they face they face Arizona in Week Nine, so maybe Kyler's back by then, which doesn't really matter. I mean, that team is kind of bad, anyways. I think, I think they might face Houston. I guess I don't want to say over because I really don't think they do. I think they're at nine. I think I'll say nine with you. Yeah, I think they're over five hundred, but it's on, I don't think they make the playoffs. Also, I looked up the origin of Brown and the Elf. Why? I told you I don't want to learn. I'd rather be ignorant. <laughs> Brownies were said to live in people's homes and only come out at night and do minimal household or farm chores. <laughs> it was customary to leave a bowl of fresh cream out for the brownies by the hearth of their services. If not, or if the cream was not fresh, the brownies would leave the home forever or perform mischief. <laughs> I mean, that's from Dogs by Nature, the SB Nation Cleveland Brown side of old world folklore regarding brownies. So or that's... perform mischief. <laughs> if I don't have a that might be our, That might be our, our slogan for Talk of the Tundra. If I don't have fresh cream, cream on my we're going to perform board. some mischief on you. I am performing all of the mischief. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm glad I learned the history. That was some funny, that was some funny stuff. All right. Last but last, not least, the Steelers. Um, they re-signed Larry. I'm going to butcher this man's name. I'm sorry. Ogan Joby. Ogan Joby. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> former Bengal and Brown with multi-sack years for both teams. Um, I think that's a good re-sign for them if they're going to continue to have be a, identified as a defensive first team with Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt. Might as well keep a guy who's capable of having... Um, I said multi-sack years. I'm pretty sure what I intended to say was double-digit sack years. So, around 8, 9, 10 sacks. So, um, key rivals, they 
uh, took on Allen Robinson because I guess someone in that building believes Allen Robinson is still good at catching the football. Couldn't be me. Gotta, you got to talk yourself into it every now and then. I guess you have to. Um, Patrick Peterson, P2P, um, obviously former Viking. And Keanu Neal, um, former Buccaneer and Falcon. What are you laughing at? P2P? It's his name. It's his nickname. Really? Yeah, Patrick Peterson. Peer-to-peer network? I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm going to ignore it. <laughs> Key departures, Cam Sutton and Malik Reed. Uh, Cam Sutton went to the Lions, and Malik Reed went to the Dolphins to reunite with Vic, Pan- with Vic Fangio, um, who he did really well with in Denver. So, did you Google Patrick Peterson's nickname and find P2P? I did not see it. Well, now I need to look, Google it, so... I guess, what do you think of the Steelers? They still have... Um, they still have Kenny Pickett as their quarterback, and I don't know if he's going to be good. Kenny Pickett, notal, noted um, haver of small hands. Yeah. Little, little baby tiny hands. Also, they were, eight, again, 9 and 8. Sorry, we were wrong. They were not sub-500. They were above 500. That makes sense. Um, Mike Tomlin is physically incapable of going under 500. That earns you a lot of credit with other unders too, so I'm sure they're on that nine ten straddling line. Oh and they're good at drafting. I know they have been on leaner years, but they draft really well. They drafted uh Broder Jones, big guy out of Georgia, offensive tackle. Wisconsin. Yeah, yep. Keanu Benton, Benton. The, the defensive tackle. Um, Joey Porter Jr., a little nepotism action. Um, and then, again, my beloved Darnell Washington. So they got significantly better in the draft, I believe. Maybe it doesn't help this year. Who's their running back again? Najee Harris? Yeah, right? Najee Harris. Kind of, I'm not a Najee Harris believer. I'll blame my fantasy team from last year. Um, he had down year last year. Good year is rookie year, down year last year. Kind of just the running back story um, in today's NFL. Um, Eight and a half. <laughs> Audio listeners, worth checking out the, <laughs> the video this week. That is a terrifying, terrifying uh, scene. <laughs> Over uh, because yeah, over because you have to. Yeah, I don't. I think it's weird that there's an entire division that's going to go over 500, but alas, they. Probably I mean, they do. nearly did that last year. Yeah. So they're the four. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving on. That was a hard one. Moving on. The AFC East. Surely there's nothing we can talk about in this division. So we'll start at the bottom. The New England Patriots. Notably resigned uh, Jonathan Jones. Cornerback. Secondary player from uh, uh, last year. Obviously from last year they resigned him. But kind of harassed the Packers a little bit last year. Yeah. Um, Like legitimately one of the best corners in the league. Who was the fella that just got arrested from them? It was their other young player. I don't think I saw this. Uh, Patriots player arrested. Jack Jones. Oh, Oh, okay. I love how he tried to bring two guns on an airplane. That's going to get you arrested. Happened June 17th. So, not a uh, not a good look for that man. But he's also still very good. He was he's one of the better corners in the league too. Um, they also resigned uh, Jabril, Pe- Jabril Peppers, formerly of Giants notoriety, yep. former Michigan and player, Cleveland. and Cleveland. Yeah, that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, he was in the Odell trade. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. Um, they signed Mike Gusecki, The old Dolphins tight end who was in trade rumors all of last year. <laughs> um, James Robinson, the former Jacksonville Jaguar running back who was had a really good year and then fell off the face Trains of the earth. Of the Jets too. Yeah, that, that's right. Yep. Um, they signed Juju Smith-Schuster, which is an important get for them to have any sort of pass catcher for Mac Jones. Yeah. And then uh, Riley Reef, offensive lineman. I believe he was of Lions. What'd you say? Vikings? Mm, that might be right. And no, it's a North team. Riley Reef. Vikings. Look at you. Wait, there's a picture of him in a Lions, Vikings, and Bears jersey. <laughs> well, I guess he's done his tour of duty. He was drafted in 2012 by the Lions, so I was right. And then played for Minnesota for five years. So you were right. And then and played, played for, for the Cincinnati for played for Cincinnati for a year, and then what? played for the Chicago last year. What? <laughs> Interesting. That was funny. You said you said you know it's a North team, <laughs> except for the Packers. You yeah, got the tour. Everybody but the Packers. <laughs> um, they drafted the Patriots. Did Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. Um, I think he was the top cornerback in the uh, in the was draft. This? It was a weak cornerback yeah. draft, but he was the top one. Um, Keon White, defensive end, and Marte Mapu, a linebacker from Sacramento State, who we had kind of looked at too um, briefly when we went through yeah. the uh, the draft monster PDF from the Athletic. Um, major departures. 
Damien Harris signed the Bills. That's a big loss for them. Um, he was sort of their two punch to their one of Ramadre Stevenson. So that'll be an interesting um, thing for them to to navigate. And then Jacoby, Jacoby Myers signed with the Raiders. So they traded Jacoby Myers for Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I guess Jacoby Myers isn't too big of a loss after he threw the ball to the, threw the, ball to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to put it more eloquently, but that's about right. <laughs> um, they were um, eight and nine last year. That sounds right, but um, their third string running back. Tell me you haven't heard this name in a while. Ty Montgomery. <laughs> he's st- he's still kicking apparently. Ty Montgomery. Good for him. It's apparently only thirty years old. That is what. That is surprising. <laughs> I felt like he was in that like Seattle game. Ty Montgomery is. A year and some change um, older than Derrick Henry. <laughs> oh, I hate getting old. That's right. Um, <laughs> and doing the Patriots, the AFC East in general plays the NFC East and the AFC West. No, oh, oh, oh. it's a tough year for them. This div- this division is really good, and they face a really good division and a really good division. <laughs> Three out of the divisions that they had to play are pretty probably the best. Of so the they face the the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers. Chargers two two Rogers. of three of those teams are playoff teams, and then they face um, the Eagles, the Giants, and the Cowboys, all who made the playoffs last year, and then the Commanders, who have gotten a little better. It's a tough, tough, uh, a tough gig for the uh, NFC East. That's gonna be a fucking bloodbath, dude. <laughs> What's their over under? Um, I can't imagine it's high. Seven and a half. I might go under. I think I have to go under. I'm not a Mac Jones believer, but and that's a no. And there was a lot of stuff that. That's a tough schedule, dude. They start the year, Jesus Christ. They start the year Philly at home, Miami at home, at the Jets, at Dallas through their first four weeks. Your season might be done. And then they face New Orleans, which is like, New Orleans might be okay. They end the year with Kansas City and then at Denver, which is just hard in general, and then at Buffalo and then home against the Jets. I don't under. think they're going to win a lot of games. No. Under. Under, under, under. The Miami Dolphins re-signed their pair of um, 49er running backs that they inherited when Mike McDaniels got the head coaching job. <laughs> uh, they re-signed Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. For what it's worth, I think two very good deals for them. Like I think that they're pretty darn good Um tandem as the running back duo the issue is that they maybe maybe kind of get delvin cook who knows like he's still a free agent still he's, out there him and hopkins are like probably the biggest ones left well it's zeke cook and oh leonard. yeah zeke cook and leonard Fournette are all free agents 
Which is crazy, by the way. That is crazy. They're all kind of on their way down, but Leonard Fournette was a good last year. He's Fournette fine. was pretty good last year. And Dalvin Cook how... was also good last year. He's got injury concerns, but it's not like he was bad. Um, noted arrivals. They traded for Jalen Ramsey, which is interesting. Yes, that was not for a lot, too. Yep, not for a lot. Um, they signed Mike White, uh, just in case they turn Tua's brain into more mush than it already is. Um, but they did pick up Tua's fifth year option as well, which is an interesting uh, thing. And then as and then as we mentioned earlier, um, Malik Reed, they signed um, to team up again with Vic Fangio because Malik Reed did very well with Vic Fangio in Denver a few years ago. Um, departures, Mike Gusecki, as we just touched on. Um, Eric Rowe, one of their, I think he's one of their safeties. Um, signed with the Panthers and then Byron Jones, but he missed all of 22 with an injury. So not that big of a deal. Just as he publicized. Yeah. Um, only four picks for the Dolphins as they had one of them um, taken away because they were trying to make Tom Brady <laughs> um, a part of their team. Cam Smith, a cornerback. Uh, Devin Arcane, a running back from Texas A&M. And then a sixth and seventh round pick. So the Miami Dolphin window is right now yeah it's right now they have to be good that's kind of that's kind of it i think they'll be good over under they were um nine and eight last year should have been more but to his brain turned into and they were mashed potatoes they were a playoff team yeah they were they were they played the bills in the i think that's right that is right no, they didn't play the Bills. Are you sure? Bills have the best or the record. the Chiefs? Might have the Chiefs. Uh, they did play the Bills. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, nine and a half for the Dolphins. Nine and a half for the Dolphins that still employ Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Over. Yeah. And Christian Wilkins, for that matter. Man, this, this team yeah. should be good, dude. They have the top pieces they have all the pieces they need they just need to put it together like christian wilkins raquan davis xavian howard bradley chubb jalen ramsey i forgot about chubb yeah yeah like they're they should be good dude and if they're not it's gonna be bad because they traded a lot of picks to get bradley chubb traded a lot of picks to get tyreek it's they they need to be good they need to be good and i hope they are shout out my best man dolphins fan um Move on to the Bills, because where else would we go? Um, they re-signed uh, Jordan Poyer, their safety, one of the uh, better safeties in the league. As mentioned, they brought in Damian Harris from the Patriots and uh, Deontay Harris, who is a uh, primarily a punt returner from the New Orleans Saints. He was a wide receiver, yes. but primarily yeah. a punt returner. Um, drafted Dalton Kincaid for some reason, even though they have Dawson Knox. So kind of writing on the wall there. Um, as well as Osiris Torrance. Strong name alert, Jordan. Strong name alert. Um, and Dory Williams, a linebacker. Um, lost Devin Singletary, who plays for the, I believe, the Texans now. That was insane. And then Tremaine Edwards is a big loss for them, who signed with the Bears. Former Wisconsin player, right? Yes, maybe. I forget. I'm not entirely sure that's right. I think I, I, think I might be thinking of the... Um, are you uh, thinking of um, the guy from um, the Eagles that signed with the Bears as well? 
Also, I apologize. It was Tremaine Edmonds, not Tremaine Edwards. Yes, because there's Tremaine Edmonds and there's Tremaine Edwards. Tremaine Edwards, probably the man I was thinking about. But Tremaine Edmonds, which was their uh, the guy they lost. Big deal, I think he got, too. So Yes. Um, 13-3 last year. N- notably, Stefan Diggs is freaking pissed. And do you want to know why? It sucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> so do the Bills. <laughs> yeah. You know what? They don't know either. So I think the running theory amongst fans and just general people around the NFL is that he's pissed about losing in the playoffs. Maybe this is a way to get them a little light, a little fire. I don't think it's the right way to do it, but alas, this is kind of the same thing that happened with the Vikings for what it's worth. I was going to say. Still again, still have James Cook. He's their starter. New defensive coordinator too. I believe Leslie Frazier left. I believe that's right. Or stepped down, whatever it was, after what happened. Right. Um, still have Tre'Davious White in the uh, secondary. Still Von Miller. If he can progress well enough to uh, be healthy again. That was a big contract too. Yep. Leonard Floyd still there. Micah Hyde still there. So. We shall see. Over under. I want the Bills. Like, there's a lot of teams in the AFC I want to win. Like, I just like feel for a lot of these teams. Ten and a half for the Bills. It's the same thing as why all these teams are at ten and a half. They lost. I mean, they did lose their starting linebacker, who is probably their best defensive player. Right, and the fact that their schedule is going to be freaking tough. It's really tough. Because I'm guessing, if I'm not mistaken, I would bet they play the Vikings as well. Not that like that's some sort of death knell, but um, they don't, it looks like. But I thought they would have, but apparently not. Given the, the uh, whatchamacallit, the schedule and facing the number one. First, yeah. yeah. Over. Over time and a half? Yes. Yeah, I think you kind of have to. Yeah, they faced the Chiefs. I guess that, that was we said that they, this division does in the first place, but I'm trying to think who their other ones are. Oh, they face Cincinnati. That's hard. Tampa oh, yeah. is their other one. And mm-hmm. it looks like Jacksonville is their other one. So not one out of those three games is tough, but Jacksonville I think will be tough for him too, but they play them at home. So Yeah. Ten and a half, and I said over. You said over as well. Yes. All right. That's that it for the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the New York Jets notably re-signed Solomon Thomas. Um, drafted uh, Will McDonald, ISU, or an Iowa State uh, edge rusher. Um, Joe Tittman, Wisconsin offensive lineman, and a tackle, uh, Carter Warren. Uh, big departure, Sheldon Rankins. I believe he was the... Um, he went to Houston. We said that earlier. Yep. And Elijah Moore, like we said earlier, drafted to the or traded to the Browns. Um, key arrivals on the team: Al Lazard, Adrian Amos, McCole Hardman. Mm-hmm. Big loss for the Chiefs. Billy Turner, Randall Cobb, and at quarterback, they added Tim Boyle. <laughs> oh, and Aaron Rodgers. 
and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't. I feel like we. We've talked about the Jets so much because of just how what how many we, Packers they they signed. <laughs> Packers they signed the trade packages that we kept. Like, well, what players do you want to return? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we know that they are. We know that they have to win. Yep, have they're to. very kind of cut and dry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Seven and ten last year. Um, two so things. they they do have the benefit of playing a. Uh, schedule, quote unquote, easier schedule. Yes, but as we know, it is. It's not an easy schedule. Um, their first four games, we'll go first six games. That's until they're by Buffalo, Dallas, Patriots, Kansas City, Denver, Eagles. First six Denver, games. Denver and New England are. The easiest ones, and even Denver, we haven't gotten to them yet. I yeah. have no idea what to make of them. Yeah, they had they made a lot of moves in the offseason. and they did. But uh, and they got a big they got they, a big time head coach. But they need Russell Wilson to do things, <laughs> which yeah. is the biggest aspect that is on that team. Um, for what it's worth, they end the season really easy. Um, Commanders, Cleveland, and uh, Patriots. Not really easy, but. That's fairly easy in context of uh, the season. What's there over under? It's going to be, I think it's going to be like 11 and a half, however, take a guess. I think Vegas is Because if the high. Bills are 10 and a half and. Wow, nine and a half. I think they're over. I think they're over. I think, even though for everything we've said about Rodgers all, all the offseason, we're not going to relitigate it. I think this team has a lot of talent outside of Rodgers. I, I like I should be perfectly clear about that. Garrett Wilson, Al Lazard, very good. Um, Brees Hall coming off of an injury, he, he he'll still be very good. He is really good. Nicole Hartman yeah. Jr. is a pretty darn good third third string receiver. Um, I think their biggest question marks are going to be the line. We'll see how that goes for them. But then, um. Two things of note that I think I've said that I didn't say. Uh, Quinn and Williams just got his big deal. Four year, yes. $96 million today that was announced. Um, and they're going to be on Hard Knocks. So I guess I won't be watching Hard Knocks that's, this year. That's not good either. <laughs> no. Um, I'm pretty sure the Jets were vehemently saying they don't want to be on Hard Knocks. But then HBO, once they say it, I guess whatever the contract is, once HBO announces the finalist, you can't back out of it. So... Um, Sauce Gardner still exists, so he's still out there. However, you got me. Yeah, I think it's over. I think it is. We might also, now that they are hard knocks, there's a joke coming. I know it. We might have to talk about things again. I don't know if we have to. We'll leave it to you, listener. Join the Discord. Yeah, we'll leave it to you. Join the Discord. Uh, We'll certainly be watching. Um, Go check out, join the Discord. Tell us if you want us to cover and watch the Jets season of Hard Knocks. And if you want to talk about it yourselves, talk about it in the Pop Culture Channel because Aaron Rodgers talk is a <laughs> not allowed in Packers Pals. That is a rule uh, instituted and uh, judged by me, your host, Numak. <laughs> I've got a little banhammer. If Aaron Rodgers' name is spoken in that channel. Kapow! You're no more. But alas, let us know. Let us know if you want us to talk uh, hard knocks. Um, 
if enough people say they want us to, I will bite the bullet and do it. But boy, howdy, do I not want to do it? No. We'll only do the relevant stuff. That is what it is. Yeah, everybody that's not Aaron We're Rogers. laying down the ground rules. Any who's will be. <laughs> AFC West, last one. We'll start with the Super Bowl champions. Also, oh, okay. of note, of note, this is the division the Packers play. So yes. we will we will see all of these teams this year. Start with the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. Really active offseason for them. Really active, which kind of happens, I think, annually with the Super Bowl winners. You just put your best team forward to get there, and then it kind of just has to fall apart because you can't spend all that money. Um, there are notable resignings. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is really the only one. Um, I think it's an important resigning for them for the sole purpose that they have um, Isaiah Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a now an unknown for that team, essentially. So, McKinnon's like their James White. Yes, that's exactly what he is. Um, arrivals, we said Juwan Taylor, as we mentioned. Um, Drew Tranquil, Mike Edwards, and Donovan Smith mostly just bolstering that line. Donovan Smith is... Uh... Pretty big one, too. Yeah. He was a good mm-hmm. lineman for a while with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, they drafted Felix Anaduke Uzuma. I think he's the Northwestern fella, the edge yep. rusher. Or no, Kansas State. Yep, that's right. Yep, the purple fucked me up. Um, and Rushy Rice. He fast. He real fast. I believe he was... Why is it escaping me? SMU. That's what I wanted to say, but I didn't know for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's SMU. Um... This is the important part. Departures. Yeah. Orlando Brown. Big loss for them on the, the line, but and Juwan Taylor helps. Juju Smith-Schuster. They traded for him, and ultimately he leaves to resign somewhere else. Uh, McCall Hardman. Andrew Wiley. Juwan Thornhill. And Charles Omaniu. So, I think my biggest like hesitancy with the Chiefs and doubting the Chiefs at any point is typically not a smart thing to do. But that receiving room is tough. Marquez Valdez-Gantling, Kadarius Tony, and Sky Moore. And Rasheed Rice, as we mentioned. They really, really, really like Kadarius Tony. And with understandably so, he played well for them last year once he was traded. But that's a lot of unknown outside of Travis Kelsey. It's a lot of unknown. It's not even like I should say MVS is unknown. We kind of know just what he is, but he's not a wide receiver one. No. Sky Moore is in year two, I believe. Maybe year three. Just to double check my uh year two. Year two he was drafted last year. Yeah. But only had twenty two catches for two hundred and fifty yards last year. No no touchdowns. Tony's I mean he's year three, but he also could make a huge he, leap. He was hurt, I believe, his rookie year with the Giants. And then kind of flamed out with them early last year. And they traded him for pennies on the dollar. And then played well last year. Two touchdowns, 170 yards on 16 catches. And I think that was in not a lot of games. No. Um, Eight-ish. <laughs> so not a whole lot of games. 14-3 last year. Super Bowl champions. Still Patrick Mahomes, which is a good person to have. If you can believe Same it. Same for Travis Kelsey. 
the <laughs> same with Travis, Travis Kelsey. Um, oh, they lost. Um, they lost Frank Clark too. That I forgot about that. Yeah, he's a free agent. He signed with the Broncos. Oh. Yep. Yep. Signed with the Broncos, mm-hmm. which is again big loss for them. Um, over under for the Chiefs is I think going to be in the double digits, eleven and a half. Over. I'm going to go under at 11. Then they go 11 and 6. Mm. Okay. Like I said, they play the NFC North this year. I think that won't be too big of an issue for them. No, I think that... But then again, they, again, we just kind of flip-flop this. They also play the AFC East. Like... It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be tough, I think, for them. And I, I, I really am hesitant to believe in those wide receivers. Like could they run Isaiah Pacheco and throw to Travis Kelsey all the time when that's their offense? The Maybe. Problem problem is it's very fair to not believe in their wide receivers all taking the leap. They have the greatest difference maker to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no there's no doubt. Like Totally reasonably thing to, to say without without a doubt. Like that's a fair argument to make. I'm just not there. You think they signed Sammy Watkins to help out their receiver part? <laughs> they would be smart to sign DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't know that DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> wants to sign a vet mid deal to go there. I believe you know I mean? he does not Right, from what I, I've seen, he like if he if he wanted to sign a Vetman deal, he would have signed somewhere already and just played with the team. But I'm guessing he's looking for a bigger contract than than uh, the Chiefs can obviously afford. But going through the Chiefs' schedule, um, they play the Packers Week 13 um, in at Lambeau, December 3rd. I'm trying to find six losses here at the Jets versus Philly. They beat Philly last year, Dolphins. but. Maybe they home against the Dolphins, so the Dolphins is a maybe. Oh, they face the Bengals, so four maybe there. They face Buffalo, maybe five. I don't know. It. I think they have a good chance to win over that eleven and a half mark, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're at eleven. I'll put it that way. Yeah, especially the injury bug hits them, or they just can't get like that. I I, I just think the the receiver issue is the biggest thing. Like they they have a they have so much turnover and churn on this team. Like it's just it takes a second. Like you had just won a Super Bowl with all these guys, right? Yeah. You haven't you don't have that chemistry now amongst a pretty significant amount of spots throughout the roster. Cause it wasn't like the guys that left were just random third string guys. No. Well, Michael Hartman played like Oh, Rondo Brown played. Juju played. They all played. It's just like it, well, they weren't just random third, second, third, third string guys. They were important pieces of that team. So, yeah, that's my issue. Um, I guess I should have been the Chiefs last, but oh well. The Broncos. <laughs> the Broncos. They resigned Alex Singleton, their linebacker. Um, they made some moves in the uh, free agency market. Like we said, signed Frank Clark. They signed um, Mike McGlinchey, 
I think that's like whatever the opposite. It's a weak name alert. Mike McGlinchey's a weak name. Right tackle. Both so that's, that's actually the name of Brownie the Elf, Mike McGlinchey. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben Powers signed as a left guard. Um, Smaj P. Ryan, the old Bengals running back, and Zach Allen, an interior defensive lineman. So I think investing in the line is going to be good for them, hopefully to keep Russell Wilson upright and just give him more time to hopefully do anything of substance. Um, drafted Marvin Mims, who they apparently love at receiver. Um, and Drew Sanders, a linebacker. Um, biggest departure for them was Draymond Jones, who signed with Seattle, an interior defensive lineman. So right. replaced Draymond Jones with Zach Allen. Not a one-to-one replacement, but at least they filled the hole with a, a significant signing. I'm going to be curious as to what the Broncos over-under is, because I don't think it's going to be high. They were 5-12 and 12 last year. They got Sean Payton. Eight and a half. Are they going to be over 500 or under 500? Is kind of the, the idea here. That is, Yeah, that is essentially what they're asking. I think they're under. I think they probably go eight, seven or eight. Again, they face the AFC and East. North. AFC, AFC North. North. Those are, and the, and the other teams in this division and are good. They're not the worst team in the league or in that division. That's for sure. Not anymore. I'm going to say under. I think, think they get to seven, though. I think they can get to seven. I think they probably hover eight. seven, eight. I don't think they get to nine. I think you have to win a couple of division games to get to nine, and I don't think they do that. I think they win like one. Who's their running game. back? Uh, Javon Tay Williams, I believe is his name. Uh, yes, he's coming off an injury. Yep. Pretty sure that's how you, uh, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah, Javante Williams. They still have Jerry Judy, Colton Sullivan, and Tim Patrick. Like, this team should be good, which is why they... Jerry Judy, let's see it. why they canned Nathaniel Hackett after one year. Yeah. Like, again, Frank Clark, DJ Jones. Um, Who's there? One of their... Uh, Pat Certain, or Certain, is a good secondary player as well. So, moving on. The Las Vegas Raiders. Still the employer of Devontae Adams. And fresh new employers of Jimmy Garoppolo. OJ Howard, former Buccaneer, Texan, and Bill, Bill I believe. Um, tight end. And then Marcus Epps, I think, was a corner or a secondary player oh. for the Eagles. Um, Jacoby Myers, who we mentioned earlier, and Austin Hooper. So a lot of additions. They franchise tagged Josh Jacobs, who's not very happy that he got franchise tagged. Um, it wouldn't be either. Right. Um, key departures, though. Darren Waller, they traded to the Giants for insert silly reason here. Um, Matt Collins, one of the wide receivers. Um, he was third, third string, but he did have some impact plays. Um, Foster Moreau was diagnosed with cancer and then subsequently signed the Saints. And was has said I'm cancer. I believe he's gonna be cancer cancer free, which is <laughs> a wild like month of news for Foster Moreau because we had talked about him as possibly a Packers target. Yep. I was like, Welp, he has cancer. Get well soon. That sucks. And then not a month later, he signed the Saints. <laughs> so glad to hear it. And then obviously Derek Carr, Derek Carr, also going to the Saints. Drafted Tyree Wilson, uh, the second 
edge rusher off the board. And that guy. Yep. And Michael Mayer. I think he was the second tight end off the board in round two. Yeah. I'm pretty yes. sure. Because Kincaid was round one to the Bills, and then I think Mayer yep. went and then then Mayer shortly was... thereafter in round two. I... Yeah. Yeah, because I think it doesn't went. Matter. It doesn't matter, but I'm pretty sure because now I'm going to say it. It went Kincaid, Mayer, Sam Laporta, and then Luke Musgrave. Yes. And then Dingus that we talked about earlier, and then later Tucker Craft. I just hear the words. <laughs> just Dingus. Dingus. Um. Yeah. You're no Sam Laporta first. Michael Mayer right after. Yuck. Okay. Um, uh, Raiders were six and eleven last year. Jimmy Garoppolo, they there was thought to them cutting him because his medical. There's a yeah, red flag. they they signed him to the deal, but it never was official. Like they they signed him and they had their whole um, they had their whole press conference like canned and delayed and whatnot because they hadn't actually signed him yet, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Six and a half for the Raiders. That's their over under. God. Yeah, they're under. They're under. This. I just think the schedule this year is hard for them. Because it's hard to be. It's hard for them every year with that division. Well, yeah, and I think like it's just like you have six games against two playoff teams for sure, possibly a third in the Broncos. Like sure. maybe if Sean Payton works devil magic as he's known to do, he can make the Broncos into a respectable team. And that's that. And then you're for sure fourth in that, in, in that league or in that division. But then going against, um, the NFC North, yeah, like the good. Lions are going to be good. Packers will be okay. Packers will be able to compete with the Raiders for sure. I don't know why you gave me that look. The Vikings <laughs> and then the, the up and coming bears. Um, I just think it's a tough year for him. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard. Like I, Sorry, you, truthfully, truthfully, I wouldn't be surprised if Devonte got traded at the deadline. Like I, I, I just wouldn't be surprised if they're like, man, we kind of stink. Like maybe, maybe there is some sort of injury to a quarterback around the league and they trade Garoppolo and try and get on um, the train for Caleb Williams from USC. I believe that's his name. I'm yes. never never confident on these things. No, you're right. College football is the bane of my existence. Uh, yeah. So maybe they kind of go that way. Like if they're... Let's see. What is the... What is their schedule like? Because... Jordan, can you look up when the uh, trade deadline is this year? It's usually after week eight. It's it's early. Schedule. <sighs> well, their schedule isn't too hard to begin with, but October thirty first. Okay, so yep, you're right. It is after week eight. Denver, Buffalo. Pittsburgh, L.A., the Chargers, Green okay. Bay, uh, New England, Chicago, and Detroit, and then the deadline. So they could win some games there to make them believe it that they could. They might be enough to, yeah, to, to keep it stable. But then they go. But then uh, this is this is the issue it's I have with slopes. 
it's it yeah. drops off a cliff. This is the issue I have with the NFL trade deadline being so early. Like, it's halfway through the season as to where most other sports, baseball and basketball, two-thirds. it's usually two thirds. Um, like I would like I would just hope like ten like week eleven I think is much better because then you have six games to get right with your team essentially. It would honestly probably even fuel more trades. It would fuel too. more because exactly because this is exactly what's going to happen. They have an easy front of their schedule. Their hardest game is Buffalo. Like that's a hard game, but that's I think the only game that's like a scheduled loss for them. After that, week nine it starts with the Giants, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Chargers, the Chiefs. They have a little bit of respite in the Colts, and then they face the Broncos ten the season. Like I don't think they win a game until from week from November fifth until Christmas. I don't think they win a game. They might go a solid two months without sniffing a win. Frankly, <laughs> I'm, I, you laugh. Tell, show me the lie. Mark Davis with his binoculars looking down. I, that's a tough schedule, dude. The Giants are going to be good. The Jets are going to be good. The Dolphins are going to be good. The Chiefs are going to be good. The Vikings, we'll see. I'm sure they're going to be good. They're going to be good. The Chargers are going to be good. We'll talk about them in a second. Chiefs are going to be good. Like, this is... (laughs) It's a hard stretch of schedule, dude. Like, if... I forget who... It's not Mike Mayak anymore. Whoever their GM is would be smart to, I think, trade if things are looking even the slightest bit tenuous in Las Vegas. Dave Ziegler. Sure. I just think that I think if they're anything less than four and four through eight games, you just gotta you just gotta send it. You can't you can't get caught up in thinking you're winning, honestly. Yeah. Like you just trade all you can trade. That's anything worth. Trade Josh Jacobs to a contender. Trade um Devontae to Devante. someone he wants to get to. Get like legit a few first round picks for Devontae. Probably some defensive player that's gonna be good and that they can right. offload. Like it's well I think they, they still have Max Crosby. Like we, we we fall into this trap of and we're going long on the Raiders for no specific reason. <laughs> we fall into this trap and thinking that the NFL should operate like the NBA and that they should sell players to tank and do things like that. It never ever works that way. Like they won't trade all their stars to no. do it. Like they probably won't trade Max Crosby. They probably won't trade Devonte. But if they do, they're trading, <clears throat> excuse me. They're sh- trading like one of them. Maybe. Right. Chandler but, Jones is on this team. Right. Exactly. Like they could trade Chandler Jones for like a few picks, like not maybe a fifth or so, but if they're going to be bad, swings are good in the NFL in good years, if that makes sense, like in good draft years. Yeah. Fifth round picks pan out sometimes. They've seen it before. They will happen again. If you can just get mid round picks for some of these fringe guys, Chandler Jones, um, Marcus Epps, who they signed, like if it's just not working out, I say screw it and just kind of go for it because they're not really building towards a whole bunch right now. And I don't, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is good. I don't know if he actually is um, good enough to. I don't think he's the rising tide that's going to lift all of these ships. To put it 
in a weird metaphor. Weird. Yeah. No. Sorry for that, folks. I just had Raiders' opinions that apparently I needed Raiders to. Raiders discourse. I had Raiders' opinions. I guess I needed to get off my chest. And last team, the LA Chargers. They didn't do a whole lot this offseason. Resigned Trey Pipkins. Retained their coach, which was a big question mark once upon a time. I have a friend who is a Chargers fan, and he is not happy. Oh. he. It's just, I think they probably should have fired him as well, but that's neither here nor there. They uh, look like Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> they signed um, Eric Kendricks, former Viking. So thankful to not have him in my life anymore. Um, it's, it's really, it's really, really nice. Um, drafted Quentin Johnson to throw next to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. So that'll be exciting for them. Still have Justin Herbert and uh, drafted <laughs> Tuli, 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 Tuli Peloto, a defensive tackle. Also re-signed Austin Eckler after there was uh, not rumors, but I believe he wanted a trade. I do remember that. But, um, yeah, still, still good. Austin Eckler. Very good. I'm trying to find their uh, their death chart here. Yeah, Gerald Everett at tight end, but I really like their passing game. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Quinton Johnson. Like, I just think they're going to be good that way. Um, still have Joy Bosa, still have Asante Samuel Jr., Asante Samuel Jr., and still have Derwin James Jr. Again, and Cleo Mack, we forgot about, in case you forgot about them. This team is the Dolphins, but in the West. They have... Do you know who Do you know who their offensive coordinator is? Joel Philbin. No, he's a popular name. It's a popular name. I feel like he, I should know him. This will be his first year with the Chargers. Used to be with an NFC team. Oh, is it uh, Jim Bob Cooter? No. Kellen Moore. Oh, I do remember this now. They didn't fire their coach, freaking Wingus Dingus the third. Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. Yes. But instead, kept him for. Beefed up his Kellen Moore. Coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this now. I do like that for them for what it's worth. I just am hesitant to not discount the coaching, the head coaching. Cause like it's fair. I think there has been sort of murmurs and, um, just sort of rumblings amongst the fans that they really don't like them. Like, I think they wanted him gone pretty, pretty hard last year, frankly. Like, Brandon Staley is, has the ire of Chargers fans. Brandon Staley, notably, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm wrong, if you know, uh, Jordan, part of the whole Sean McVay coaching tree. Yeah, he was the Rams D coordinator. Um, he was from twenty from twenty twenty. He was the uh, Rams D coordinator just in twenty twenty. Yeah, he was only there one year. Yep. 
other than that, full coaching history, he was a, um, I'm trying to think of, he was a, the D coordinator at a couple college teams, including John Carroll and James Madison for a while. And then in 2017, he was the outside linebackers coach for the Bears for two years. Same position with the Broncos in 2019, the D coordinator for the Rams in 2020, and has been the head coach ever since for the uh, Chargers. So, weird that he um, got a job for the Chargers after the Rams gig, but that was like a year the Rams... Did they were go really the good playoffs? defensively. They were. They did. They went up against the Packers that year. They did right. They, like that's the year they lost to the Packers. But like it wasn't like. But they went to the Super Bowl the year before. Two or, years before. Two years before. Twenty sixteen, I think that was, or twenty eighteen. Um. Yeah, twenty eighteen. So two years before that, and then twenty nineteen was, a f- whatever year they don't think they made the playoffs. Um. But then they got good after he left. Like it's just kind of a weird dynamic. But notably, yeah. I think the reason he got this gig is the McVeigh coaching tree. But he also coached for Matt Nagy, John Fox, and Vic Fangio, a bunch of defensive guys. So take that for what you will. Over under our last one. Los Angeles Chargers are at nine and a half. I think they get over. There's no reason why this team should not be. No. Again, they're, they're Dolphins West. They have all of the talent in the world. There's no and reason. And they even got better. And they got better. There's no reason this team shouldn't be in the H championship game. Again, there's like five teams that say they should be there. Off the top of my head, Chargers, Bengals, Jets, Bills, Dolphins, Chiefs. That's six that all have a significant argument to say they should be there. And I'm probably forgetting one. No, I think you're... The, the North it, doesn't really have a team. Did I say Bengals? Did I say Bengals? Yeah. Okay. The South doesn't have a team. That's what we were saying. So. It's going to be tough. AFC, over. once again, still above Beth. Uh, yeah, over for sure. Yeah. That's it, folks. 16 teams down. 16 teams to go. Your favorite one's at the end. Because you can't you can't get away with getting the Packers at the first team of the next episode. You, Who do you think you are thinking you're going to get the Packers right away? You got to sit through them all. You got to sit through the Bears. You got to sit through <laughs> the Commanders. Oh. But we'll be there for the insight for you. Happy to be podcasting again after our, little, our short little break. But training camp starts in 12 days. So we got to get through the NFC. That'll be that. Maybe. I'm not saying here nor there because I don't know the man's schedule. Andrew Snyder's Panthers are going to be talked about next episode. With uh, new quarterback, short man, Bryce Young. We love a short king. New coach, coach, right? Yes. That man rule anymore. It, it shouldn't be if it is. <laughs> they, was that last year? Uh, I think it was. I forget. Who did they year. hire? Um, Frank Reich. 
Ah, yes. Former Colts head coach, right? Yeah. Who they unceremoniously fired. Don't love that for them, frankly. But Let me be frank. Right. All right. We will talk about that as teams next time. But before we go, it's time for a little self-promotion. As always, as aforementioned, gspn.info for all things the Eurostep Podcast Network. Links to the Eurostep uh, podcast, where Tanya Rohan are talking Bucks offseason. All of the latest and greatest Bucks news. Summer League's happening right now. Marjan Beauchamp, pretty good. Pretty good, I'd say. Andre Jackson Jr., I am in the Ajax nickname camp, by the way. Jordan, are you a fan of Ajax for his uh, his nickname? I like Ajax. I think Rohan one. mentioned AJJ, and I do not, I do not like that. AJJ? Yeah, AJJ. I also thought of that. I, that I just AJJ. can't do AJJ. it. It's too close to AJ Green, and it's just like... It's a yeah, there's thing. a lot of AJs. Yep. So, um... Do you have any win in six episodes in the hopper? Nope. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam McGee, Andrew Snyder, talking the first place Milwaukee Brewers, I'm pretty sure. Oh, God. I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> I'm actually like 95% sure that's right. I don't need to laugh were, like that. They were two games back. Of the Reds going into that they final were, series. I don't think they are in the first place. Mm, that's where you are right, Jordan. They are game Yeah, they are game <laughs> Yeah, because you have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I was wrong. Not your first place, Milwaukee Brewers. However, if you go to the Cruising for a Bruising feed, you'll check out the latest episode talking about that series win from the um, of the Brewers or the Cincinnati Reds. And, spoiler alert, it's another weekend against the Reds. The Brewers face the Reds this weekend in Cincinnati, so it'll be another um, awesome series you're going to want to check out, as well as hear the analysis from the boys in blue, Andrew and Adam. Andrew Adam, also hosting Make Time for This, our pop culture junk drawer pod. Um, talking all things movies, TV. If I'm not mistaken... This is a um, sneak peek behind the curtain for all you listeners. Pretty sure the bear episode comes out today. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure it's coming out sometime today or tomorrow. Today or tomorrow, Thursday or Friday, or Friday or Saturday. But it's coming. That's for sure. Um, They also recently went into uh, Wes Anderson's new movie, Asteroid City, which I am dying to see. As well as... Um, population you. Yes, Population Me. <laughs> um, um, the latest Spider-Man uh, movie, Across ah, the yes. Spider-Verse. Another movie I'm dying to see. So, go check out those from Andrew and Adam. Some are saying movies are back. Not for long, pal. Not since uh, the owners of said movies said they'd rather watch their employees starve and be homeless than pay them. You know, that's a good point. (laughs) 
I saw a tweet today where it said that it's quite fitting that Barbie and Oppenheimer are going to be the last two big movies before Hollywood burns to the ground because it's just the roaring 20s into the Depression. (laughs) So, alas, maybe if we're lucky enough, we'll get um, some masterful art similar to that of the caveman TV series that we got at the, during the last screenwriters guild strike. Are you aware of this? We are totally off the rails. And if you're still listening, thank you. Caveman, like the Geico commercial, the caveman from the Geico commercial has a TV show. I remember that. Yeah. It was called caveman. Mm-hmm. It ran for, it ran for once. It. It, it does have Nick Kroll. Um, it has one season. 4.3 on IMDb. Not Why was this brought up? What? Because this was made during the last screenwriter's the, guild. Oh, okay. So you want... you want? Uh, I want more art involving prehistoric... Like the, Char- the Charmin bear getting a sitcom. Yes. And happening the, during the... The real strike. thing, if we're going similar uh, theme and tones, is Flo from Progressive getting her own show. It's about, I mean, they might have to. This goes on until, like, August or whatever. It's going to be longer than that. Yeah. Me thinks. Any who's will be, peoples. Thanks for <laughs> indulging us. Go listen to all of our GSPN wares. Um, we'll be back early next week as we swing, getting back into the swing of things with two episodes per week. Um, we'll get uh, be back with the NFC predictions, obviously, getting to the, to the NFC North and Packers predictions as well as training camp battles as we become or get less than a week out from training camp starting so be sure to smash that subscribe button rate five stars and let us know that you love the show all right folks appreciate it so much thank you for listening and jordan thank you thank you Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.